You're listening to Fathoms, an Enneagram podcast, discovering our inner depths, one fathom at a time. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to Fathoms, an Enneagram podcast. This is Abram and... And it's me. It's Creek. Hello, everyone. Hi, Creek. It's good to see you. I wish yeah. our listeners could see you. Yeah? Maybe one day. Maybe we'll start doing a video podcast. That would be fun. Next level. That's a lot more work for me. This is true. (laughs) (laughs) Be fun for you all. So exciting. Yeah. 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 Anyways. So today uh, we're addressing, you might notice that our our third counterpart is not here. So we decided to address the elephant in the room on just how annoying threes are. Um, That is the question today. Why are threes so annoying? (laughs) (laughs) well well, where my brain went was (laughs) was wait a minute is the space that is left when drew leaves an elephant size Uh, or what is the appropriate animal for the space he leaves the space he leaves (laughs) (laughs) okay okay Uh, actually uh the question (laughs) for today is can my enneagram type change yours specifically or or everyone's just mine (laughs) we're just talking about me Uh, this has actually come up a couple different times in recent conversations of can my number change mm -hmm. should i try to change my number and then even just like the confusion of the lines like am i moving to that number am i adopting traits for that number etc etc these are all tied to story because how we define ourselves is often how we see our story. So I guess we'll just start with the with the first part. Seth, can we change our Enneagram type? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's just it's a funny question to me. First off, I get I get the uh, like some ideas of where this question might be coming from for some mm-hmm. people. Like I don't like this. I don't like how I show up in the world mainly, you know, primarily. Right. This is hard. How do how do I stop this? You know, mm-hmm. it could maybe be some some of where that is. Yeah. So first off, most teachers, if not all teachers, uh, you know, any authority, there are people that have been doing this for much longer than us. No one to my knowledge says that you can. Uh, everyone says your number does not change. And I think there's a reason for that, kind of found within what exactly is your Enneagram type? Right. Right. And I think it, the problem happens when, is when we start thinking of our type as our identity, as our ontological mooring, you could say, instead of just the things that we do, the strategies through which we operate in the world. Totally. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this is, I think we got to look at what exactly your your Enneagram type is, which is a collection of patterns that formed early on in childhood in order mm-hmm. to get your needs met. You know, not getting into nature or nurture because it is kind of a mixture of both. Why maybe you have a specific sensitivity towards developing this framework in order to get your needs met. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that is kind of one of the main reasons your your type can't change because your collection of habits formed early, so early in childhood that uh, your brain was much more malleable back then. Right, right. And you know, your the neuroplasticity that we do have access to now is is considerably less mm-hmm. than when we were you know little kids with these brains that were evolving and growing yeah. and uh, 
yeah, just considerably more uh, mushy, you know? <laughs> mushy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's a, that's not a correct uh, term there, I, I guess. Know. But. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, maybe it's an imperfect analogy, but I, I think of what hand are you dominant in, right? Mm-hmm. Y- you can get better at using your non-dominant hand, but you're always going to be more comfortable with your dominant hand that you learned whether through nature or nurture, I'm sure some brain scientists could could tell me more details about that, how that functions and develops. But it's not so much, this is the thing, it's not so much about like, you're right-handed, let's stop you being right-handed. It's how do you use that right hand better and how do you develop your left hand so that it becomes more useful? Yeah, yeah. So one thing I, I, I like to name that is that your maybe your your tendency or your specific reaction towards seeing the world or re- the world or responding to a specific situation probably doesn't ever change but your relationship to how intensely you react to this a specific situation or how limited you use only that one same uh, mm-hmm. pattern over and over can right. change. So your maybe your tendency or your specific pattern or your Enneagram type doesn't change, but your re- the whole point is your relationship to your Enneagram type is what can mm-hmm. change. That's what you can do something about. And that is kind of what, you know, the whole point of the Enneagram. Right, um, right. Yeah, so I think that's, the question is, can it change? Probably not, is what I would right. I would say most teachers, if not everybody I've heard, will would agree with. And at that point, then it's about, well, what can I do about that? And maybe years down the line, when we all start living to 500, like maybe, (laughs) maybe, I don't know, but we'll just have to reassess when that, when that happens. Well, yeah. And it also like is kind of fundamentally, you have to start with some framework in order to open up to more of who you are. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, this is the whole, you have to recognize your ego in order to use your ego to kind of integrate your ego, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. So this also brings up the question that I think often uh, um, accompanies the question about, can you change your number is a question or a statement of, well, I guess there's all numbers in me. So, and that's, that's either, sometimes it's a statement of like, I give up trying to figure out which number I am, but it, it w- and I guess what I would want to encourage is let's let's try to figure out and define what does that statement mean because there's there's a level of truth to that statement of there's all numbers within us, but I think more accurately is we can relate to different aspects of each number, but the way in which you operate through the world is always going to be your number. It then kind of leads me into another thought that I hear a lot of if someone is struggling to find their type, it's so hard because there's so many different descriptions out there, um, accurate and not accurate. And so what school of thought are you working off of? And some people are like, oh, I don't like my number. I want to change it. How do I change it? And it's you're always going to have your number in you, whether it is nature or nurture. So let's learn how to use it, use it well, use it in a way that is elevating its strength. Yeah, no, 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 I, and I'm totally with you. Like, even if you could change your number, why would you want to? The whole, the whole point is that like, the reason for discovering what your, your primary dominant 
any type is in the first place is so that you can do something better with it because it is a gift that you end up being compulsive with. That is what mm-hmm. a, your Enneagram type is. It is both your your gift and your weakness because it's what in stress mm-hmm. uh, you or in unawareness you overdo. Right. You know, so why would changing your number be helpful? <laughs> You're just going to do the same thing with a different framework, you know? I mean, if you're Michael Phelps, why would you go try to play golf and be a professional golf player? Because you're a freakishly good swimmer. One thing I'm reminded of uh, from Tom Condon, and he was talking about sort of addressing the, the nature and nurture conversation, which is, I think, sort of inherent in this question. Can somebody's na- number change? He said that once, what most people want to change is dif- dysfunctional behavior, and that is always acquired. Absolutely. He yeah. said one woman one woman said that I might have been born a nine, but I definitely learned to be unhealthy. So you can go surprisingly far by assuming that your limits were developed in childhood and can therefore be worked on and overcome now as an adult. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That just comes back to like you said, the the dysfunctional parts of ourselves is the parts that we don't like. But that's also I think if we flip the script a little bit. When you start to see your type rev up, it's also showing us an important facet of what needs attention. And it's your gift to bring to the world. So when I see like inferiority popping up for me, if I'm curious enough, I can see that there's actually something much deeper at play here and that it's calling attention to something really important to me and important to those around me. So it's our job to take to take that knowledge and recognize it and respond in healthier and healthier ways. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if your Enneagram type is a collection of habits that you do without awareness, it's, it is that phrase, if all you have is a hammer, then all you'll see are nails. But the world is full of lots of other things to, to hit or not even mm-hmm. be hit. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> right. the awareness of your hammer allows you to use it appropriately, but also buy some more tools mm-hmm. because there's other ways to participate in the world. So can someone's number change? No, and, but even if it could, why would you? Why would you want yeah. to? Because it's a. This is all about getting more practiced and, yeah. and getting honing in on the habitual way that you are unaware of being in the world, so that you can um, leverage your habits uh, and be in the world in a more productive, more healthy, and yeah, just better aware version of yourself in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fathoms, an Enneagram podcast. If you found this episode helpful in any way, consider sharing it with a friend or family member. We are so honored to be on this journey with you, discovering our inner depths, one fathom at a time.